0: Three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to The Real Pineapple Podcast Network. <coughs> Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter here. hope you're all having a great day. December so far, I hope and pray you're staying safe, so, pardon me, so, I've had a lot of fun doing this, uh, real holiday series, I did a couple, uh, movies last year, but I really was like, I'm gonna try to do 25, I'm gonna try to do one a day, essentially, and you know, there's been a couple hiccups there, but, yeah, I mean, I've been keeping the reviews coming and I'm- I'm really having fun with this. I unfortunately did not have fun <laughs> with the movie I'm gonna about to talk about, which is Kirk Cameron's, uh, uh, uh save I can't even of the title, Saving Christmas. And okay, so this movie is written, uh, directed, and stars uh Darren do uh Darren do Don Don I'm gonna say Don. So it stars him and Kirk Cameron, of course, because, of course, it does. And I'm going to be very honest with you, with with everyone, with all of you. (sighs) I cannot remember the last time, like, the King of Staten Island. Yes, there's been stuff this year. It's been, you know, that's pissed me off. King of Staten Island immediately comes to mind. Um, This year has been so weird. I'd have to think about what else. But King of Staten Island's one of them. Uh, Oh, Tyler Perry's A Fall From Grace, that shit irritated me the thing about this movie i think that upsets me so much is that first off this is a half million dollar budget this has a half a million dollar budget i don't know where the fuck the money went because my god this is one of the cheapest there are films on lifetime i guarantee you actually you know what no that's too that's too hard there's youtube movies that have better budgets and th- there are YouTube films that have less budgets. Like, create films that creators are making. That they are turning out some amazing stuff. And this, this shit is trifling. That is the best way I can go ahead and describe it. So, let's get into this plot. So, Kirk Cameron stars as a himself, I guess. Essentially, he plays Kirk. Whatever. Um, but he... Uh, he's stolen an annual Christmas party, which um, which he uh he's hosting. Christian is played again by the writer director uh, Darren Don uh, Don whatever. He is very cynical about Christmas. He is just like I hate Christmas. I hate the commercialism. I I I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You know, bah humbug, right? And the thing about this movie. That is so unbelievable is at the end of the day, it is preaching the prosperity gospel. It's just using Christmas as a giant smoke screen to go ahead and justify getting rich basically by any means and being materialistic. But I'll get there. So, this film, so let me let me just be clear. This is a big holiday party. There's at this nice house, there's a bunch of food, they have people over, and you know, it's the whole, the whole kit and caboodle. So, so, the movie starts off with Kurt Cameron talking about, like, I love everything about Christmas time. Like, I love the, the cookies, I love the fire, I love the hot chocolate. He has a thing about hot chocolate, which, I'll be honest, kind of made me... I, I actually switched from hot chocolate to beer just because he was upset me, <laughs> just knowing that, knowing that he loves hot chocolate so much. That's how bad I hate this movie, is that he ruined hot chocolate for me, at least for the night. So... But he's talking, he talks about this, this section of the country, and here is where it is just, it is, here is where it is a prosperity gospel, that section of the population that believes in that shit, that's not actual Christianity, which, by by the way, just real quick, if you're one of those people who thinks like, you know, Treflon Dollar, or uh, Treflon, yeah, Dollar or a uh, Kenneth Copeland or a Joel o- uh, Joel Osteen. If you think well, those guys are are like men of God, you need to pick up your Bible. Like seriously, please pick up your Bible because you're t- you're you are putting faith in the wrong motherfuckers. And Kirk Cameron, considering what he's just been talking about, how he's breaking uh, stay at home orders in California right now, uh, more specifically the LA area. And that he's talking about, oh, I'm providing people with hope by having these, hosting these, you know, these prayer singing sessions with 500 people, not masked up, by the way. Kurt Cameron thinks he's doing God's work. And I'm going to tell you right now, fuck you, Kurt Cameron. I think you're a piece of shit. And if there's one good thing that did come out of this movie, it's the fact that I know that I've always felt about Kurt Cameron uh, is justified. Because I, you know what? I, I, I always thought um, uh, Family Ties was way better than Growing Pains. I didn't think it was even a contest. First, first, Michael J. Fox's hair was magical in that show. Uh, Secondly, Michael J. Fox is funnier than Kirk Cameron. And clearly a better actor because when I tell you that this acting, I remember I played a card in my school, like I was 10. So like my fifth grade play of Alice in Wonderland. I guarantee you my acting as that fucking card was better than any of the shit in this movie. Because this movie, when they show people trying to play Mary or play Joseph or play uh, uh, Santa Claus. Yes, Santa comes up in this fucking shit. It, it is just it's not laughable like ha 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 funny. It's laughable like you people are in front of a camera. You're getting paid to do this. I'm assuming not a lot, but you are getting paid, and it bothers me that these people probably got a decent amount of money, I would think, I mean, they probably got a hundred bucks, at least, maybe in like a Port of Sub's gift card or something like that, but the fact that these people, that this was a, a paid job, makes me want to shake every fucking person that staff, um, it's it's unbelievable, but Kurt Cameron's talking about this section of the population, you know, who's against Christianity and the whole war on Christmas, that bullshit. That's essentially how he starts off the movie. But he talks about the fact that, uh, you know, uh, he says that there's some people who would love to put you in a big red blanket. They don't want us to celebrate the way we do. Uh, if you want to sing your stuff and do your thing, don't sing too loud. Just take your private stuff and keep it tucked in in private. And here's the thing. Who are these people where he's talking about? They start selling Christmas shit in October for before Halloween even fucking happens. But he's acting like there's a war on Christmas and a lot of this review is gonna be ranting. I fully have, I acknowledge that at the beginning, but the thing that's kind of just maddening about this from jump is that the the section he's talking about is so so small. What he's talking about is the people who are saying, Oh, you have to say happy holidays not Merry Christmas, that's what he's pissed off off about, he's upset that there's not uh, a nativity scene in every yard, that's what he means by the whole, you know, keep it tucked away in private, and no, I've been, I have been a Christian ever since, like, for as long as I can remember, I don't have people, anytime I put up anything Christ-like in my, my home, my apartment, whatever, I've never had someone go like, ugh, or, oh, you're being offensive, but this dude just, he won't let this shit go, and the fact that he made a whole film about this shit is just really baffling, but anyway, sorry, back to plot, his uh, brother-in-law is being a real wet blanket, and so he throws out some questions like, you know, what about, uh, he's talking about the fact that, you know, God is being taken, being taken out of this, uh, out, out of the holiday, and that he just can't, he just can't understand how people can be so materialistic. So here's the problem. That right there is an interesting and an actual valid point. How people who are taught, because if again, if you read your Bible, it talks about not having, you know, your your possessions that you take pride in be here on earth. It talks about being giving and helping your neighbor, loving your neighbor, giving your fellow man. And so when he so when Christian brings that up, of course his name's Christian. His name's Christian White, by the way. So, when Christian White, his brother-in-law, brings this up, I went, oh, that is a surprisingly good point for this movie. I wonder if they're going to go somewhere with that. And you know what? Silly me, I gave the movie way too much credit from Jump. That's on me. I should have known better because it's a fucking Kurt Cameron movie. But, of course, they just go, nope, we're not going to address that. We're just going to go ahead and show how Christian is wrong. And that right there from jump is where this movie immediately lost me because Christian's not wrong. I'm sorry. We talk about the church and I'm going to say this. and I know some people will be very unhappy, but it's true. How many times? And look, this is I'm talking. I'm speaking to someone who went to church for 20 years, eh, 25 years. I don't go anymore, but I went to church for a while. Uh, I was actually trained to be a uh, trained to be a pastor. Fun fact, but I digress. How many times has your church gone ahead and helped out a soup kitchen, you know, give them food to the homeless, whatever? How many times has that been done without God being attached? Honestly, how many times has have you just given food or something like that and not had a, a speech tied to it? Because let's be real. Yes, it does happen. But more often, and I'll say this for myself, more often than not, when I see it in church, it's usually like, oh, can I pray for you? Or can I can I talk to you a little bit about God? It's like, no, it's never just about the act. It's about that little carrot that's dangled at the end. And the fact is, as Christians, we should be more giving. Uh, I, I mean, I will say just a quick thing myself. There are a couple uh, share, uh, charity organizations that I donate to. Uh, each month because I mean I'm not going to church. I have been very blessed, so I I I do what I can. I think if everyone would do that, we would, like hell the world would be in much better shape. But the, it's it's frustrating because that's it's such a no duh conversation. I would think, huh? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you want to bring this up and make you know make this a bigger deal? No, we're not gonna okay. Um. So while I'm getting to the plot here, I will say they have a couple people in color in here. Uh, uh, Daron, Dayron, something like that. Uh, uh, sorry, DeAndre, I was way off. Uh, who's played by David Shannon. And I don't know who David Shannon is but fuck you, David <laughs> Shannon, you're fucking terrible, oh, this is one acting credit, and I'd like to point out that Kurt Cameron's Saving Christmas came out in 2014, oh, he was a producer, and he was um, he helped with the production audio, well, good fucking job, uh, this movie, he is the only real, I don't even want to say prominent, because he only has a couple lines, but he is one of the people of color in this movie, and He is as coonish and stereotypical as you could possibly be. He flat out goes at a point uh, when he's talking to Christian, like, oh, Christian, what's happening, buddy? Just, it sounds like when Undercover Brother is doing the white people uh, (laughs) impression when he gets uh, brainwashed, that's what he's doing here. It's fucking annoying, and again, as a person of color, as I'm watching this, I'm just going, wow, you... You have one person of color who's basically allowed to speak, and this is how you portray him. Kirk Cameron couldn't even get that shit right. It, it's it's so so maddening. But just going through other stuff in the movie here, there there is this amateur hour film school shit that Dave uh, that uh, uh, Darren uh, Darren uh, Dawn Dawn I don't care that that Christian is doing. It's doing, it's that in and and out of focus with a blur where it's supposed to look real art house. He can't even do that shit right. He's just, he's bad at everything. He sucks. He is the, he is the Eugene of Hey Arnold of this movie. Like, he's just bad at everything. This movie feels like someone who's never held a camera before as far as it's directed. It's never directed with any flair, any... Gums nothing. Uh, when he's talking to uh when he's talking to DeAndre, they again the conversation they have. I'm gonna even just read the dialogue, uh line for line here. So Christian even uh, he goes, my man Christian, how you doing? What up DeAndre? How you been? You know me, blessed and highly flavored, uh, favored, uh, flavored. <laughs> they they wouldn't make that joke in this movie, but. <laughs> He's talking about like oh making evidence of speaking tongues and he's like haha and he goes to high-five him and I'm just sitting here watching this going oh my god how long is this movie and I'd like to point out I wanted this to stop 13 minutes in. He keeps trying to high-five Christian by the way, and it's just really it's it's really uncomfortable and it comes across just really lame and uncomfortable. So Christian, the whole the way this whole movie is justified, and I put justified in huge fucking quotes. Christian goes ahead and steps out of the house, uh, out of the party, and he goes into his driveway, and he gets into his car, and he just sits there, uh, sits there, just. and can I say, by the way, Kirk just kind of walks into the car, like, he's sitting there, he doesn't know if he's, you know, having an important call, or if he's crying, like, whatever, but Christian just walks his happy, or, or Kirk just walks his happy ass in his car, like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, were, were, you, were you needing some time? Like, it's, it's absolutely maddening, so Christian lays out these things, you know, talking about how Jesus wasn't born in April, Um, you know, th- th- like, this was something that was done to basically, you know, piss off pagans, like, why, like, why, like you know, we put Jesus in the corner, you know, well, you know, <laughs> put baby in the corner, but <laughs> he's just kind of going off about being this angry, and again, the film immediately just goes, he brought these good points, fuck that, Kirk is right, Christian's wrong, and that immediately is where the film of me just really crumbles, really out the gate, because the film isn't about educating you, it's about preaching to you, and there is a difference, it's about preaching and justifying its bullshit stances that it has, so, so, (laughs) I don't even know where to start with this, so let's start with the nativity, let's start there, the nativity would probably be the one that would, where I, that was the one I probably just went, oh my fucking God, so t- so Kirk tells Christian, you know, close your eyes, visualize, you know, a baby is born, like, I want you to visualize this, Um, here's what's crazy, and I'm going to go down this list, because I have several notes here about stuff that just made me go, what the actual, so, 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 Kirk Claims that Joseph and Mary were hiding from soldiers sent by Herod to kill all babies being born, including the baby Jesus. The Gospel of Matthew flat out says the soldiers were sent by Herod after Jesus was born, which I remember I read the Nativity scene. So quick, quick segue. uh, That was a family tradition we had when I was a a kid living at home is that I would uh, I would read a Nativity story uh, every Christmas before we would open presents. We would wake up, we'd kind of, you know, uh, shake shake ourselves awake, and then we'd sit down and I'd read the nativity story. That was something I did every year. So, when they brought this up, I went, Bullshit, what? So, the, yeah, but the, the, the soldiers were sent by Herod after Jesus was born, when Herod uh, was tipped off by the visiting wise men, that, you know, a king of the Jews had been born. So, him saying that, I was like, that's not correct, he, Cameron even insists, and this was the one I just went, what the fuck is wrong with you, and this is how it starts, Cameron even, uh, brings up the fact that the nativity took place in a cave, which, they show a snow globe of the fucking nativity scene, I went, that's not a cave, motherfucker, (laughs) like, that's out, that's in a farm, you did, like, that alone, I'm like, you are just a lazy bastard, aren't you? But the nat- he says that the nativity scene takes place in a cave because the manger was full of stone. Which, first off, no, you don't make a manger out of fucking stone, you moron. So there is no source, and I was googling. So i I will tell you right now, I probably spent more time researching this movie than they made than they took writing it. Um, David, uh, I, God, you assholes, but. There's no... Po- there's nowhere. I googled that. Everything brought me back to uh, Saving Christmas. Because there's no fucking record of it. Nothing. And that alone, I went, why are you lying about that? Well, you, you don't need to. There's no reason to lie about that. And yet, he does. Uh, so there's no source on that. There's no source that the nativity scene took place in a cave. Matthew even says that it was in Joseph's house in, uh, in Bethlehem. Luke... uh the Gospel of Luke says it was a stable. So, 50-50, one of the two most likely. So, it really just comes across like this really just dip shit attempt to link the nativity scene with the resurrection. Which I'm like, if that's your logic, there doesn't need to be an Old and New Testament then. Like So, it just on a biblical 101, no fucking duh scale, I went, this doesn't make sense that you're trying to do this. Another thing he brings up, he brings up the fact that, uh, that frankincense and myrrh were funeral spices, so myrrh has been used with, uh, uh, was used in mummification, uh, uh, frankincense was not, and both were mostly used more as a sacred incense, so, again, full shit, he talks about, there's a point, (laughs) I know I'm jumping all over the place, because this movie jumped all over the place, also, by the way, when, Kirk just lays out his claims, like, t- tells you stories, Christian never questions it, he just goes, oh, I didn't know that, never even thinks about checking in, this was made in 2014, cell phones were a fucking thing, you never see him maybe looking up some of shit on his phone while Kirk is talking to him about it, I know he told him to close his eyes, but at some point, you would open them. so I'm sitting there thinking, why, like, there are these simple little tweaks you could make, and I'm not saying this would by any shape or form make this film fucking good, because I don't think Spielberg could make this shit fucking good, but it would at least be an attempt, but they couldn't even do that, It just, so they talk about Saint Nick, and they're talking about how he, uh, that he was a a bishop, and that he went ahead and like, uh, spoke up for Jesus, uh, and, and the Holy Trinity, and I'm sitting there going, there's no fucking way this is true, I know this isn't true, so, first off, there's very little known about St. Nicholas, and some Christian leaders have even flat out said that he may never have existed, but Cameron puts this down like it's actual fucking fact. so the only thing that we know is someone named Nicholas, at some point, was the Bishop of Myra, which is now uh, modern-day Turkey, by the way, but everything else is really unsure, and it's really fucking folklore at this point, but again, Kirk Cameron presents this shit as fact, Uh, Kirk also says that uh, Nicholas was sainted, when in reality, he was never canonized, he was actually, his sainthood was more by word of mouth, it was never official, that's another fucking thing, Kirk makes this whole elaborate rationalization on Christmas trees, and this is where I think my brain like, I don't know if you guys have ever gone through something like this, but if you almost remember something that you don't like, or something traumatic, how your brain, you realize, oh, I remember this happening, but my brain just went, I'm gonna just form a cocoon around your head, and we're just not gonna think about this right now, so, this movie, this is where I just went, I I would choke Kirk Cameron if I ever met him, like, if I, if I have my phone in my hand, and I'm walking down, you know, California, whatever, I see Kirk Cameron, I would throw my phone at him, it would be well worth losing a phone, just to chuck it at him, because the the connection he tries to make right here, he tries to make this insanely elaborate rationalization for Christmas trees relating to the crucifixion and the Garden of Eden, which I was like, what the actual, f-? so there's a point where Kirk Cameron goes, well, Adam from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but how do you put something back that you steal? Uh how do you what do you do when you steal something, you put it back? But Adam couldn't put it back. So God went ahead and sacrificed himself as a literal ornament, as a literal fruit for our souls. And I'm like, what the hell? Like it it's such a convoluted attempt to connect the two, but that's the problem with this movie. It wants to connect every motherfucking thing, and the problem is you cannot connect every motherfucking thing, but this movie has the nerve, the mitigated gall, the blasphemy, to go ahead and try to connect all this shit, it doesn't, hold. so the other part about that is that, and I, and I could not find the verse, I, I will be honest, I looked, I couldn't find it, there's a part in Jeremiah though, uh that there's a verse in there that actually some people feel is a commandment against Christmas trees, so it doesn't make any sense that he would do that. Uh He, <coughs> it, 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 it's just a really odd thing to lie about. And I just I found myself just sitting here going, "You're lying so much about this. This could have been a, this could have been a twenty minute video on focus on the family's website. That's really what this should be, because this is." About 70, about 75 minutes. And honestly, it feels uh, 79 minutes, pardon me. And honest to God, th- this could have been 30. It-, it doesn't need to be longer than 30, but they are padding this out as much as humanly possible. I will say to the poster is the douchiest poster. It's do you remember the the uh, I don't know if they're still around, but uh if four loco was a if there's a Christian if you could make four loco non-alcoholic, because that's I'm assuming how <laughs> Kurt Cameron would drink it, it's like a Christian for loco. It is just the most extreme, over-the-top, unnecessary fucking poster. You've got Kurt Cameron holding the fucking snow globe with the nativity scene, in the other hand he's got a candy cane, and he has this really smug, oh my god, I'm wearing vans douche look on his face, and it's just the most infuriating poster, once I start paintballing again, I might print this poster out and just shoot it, like, it is a fucking terrible poster, and sorry, I'm just, uh, there is so much here that, like, not, not as far as good, obviously, but there is so much here that my brain was just going, oh my god, overload, 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 it's a shame this came out in 2014, because if this came out this year, this would be my number one, uh, worst film by far, because this shit is ridiculous. Um, it it just, it, (laughs) so there's a point where Kirk argues that you should take the toy soldiers, uh, the nutcrackers, like the, you know, those and use them to represent, uh, represent, uh, Herod's soldiers, to put those nutcrackers, those toy soldiers, put them by the snow globe of the nativity scene to go ahead and make the scene more accurate, and I'm just sitting here going, what is wrong with you, they just, there's so many points where I'm sitting here going, you don't need to say any of this, why are you making this so much harder yourself, and I have to tell you right now, the amount of zoom in, on this, it's not the first time I use Snapchat, the amount of times that it is zoomed in on someone's face for no reason, and it does this weird static effect, kind of like it's supposed to be like Cloverfield, uh, Christfield, uh, like it's, it's trying to do that, but then there are these other points where it's, it's being, it's trying to be like a Snyder film, there's so much slow-mo in this, and I, and I have to be honest, I thought there's a lot of slow mo in Watchmen. For its runtime, it might be even as far as uh, in proportion because my God, the amount of slow mo in this movie is so goddamn goes. It makes the movie at least 15 minutes. I'd say at least 10 minutes longer. It's absurd how long this movie is. And even so, even when there's something that could have been interesting, and I don't mean it like, interesting, like, oh, this could be true, I mean, interesting as in, oh my god, I'm grasping for straws, give me fucking something, the guy who's playing Saint Nicholas, ends up getting to a fight with this guy, who was apparently trying to banish, to go ahead and, uh, you know, discredit God, and of course, again, this shit, Santa Claus didn't fucking happen, but, uh, Nicholas goes ahead, uh, and fights, uh, Arius, and, they show this fight scene, but the problem is every time they show part of the fight scene, it cuts off or it, like blacks out. It's like it's like the camera's blinking. It's really <laughs> it's really fucking weird. But you can't see anything. It's like the first fight scene. It's like the first three minute fight scene in Aquaman. And actually, you saw way more in that shit. And just when I just kept thinking this movie couldn't get worse, I have to give the movie credit. It it continuously got worse. It was like the worst roller, it was like the worst elevator ride ever, like, you know, like, the elevator might shake a little bit, it was like, if this shook the whole fucking time, and then at the end, it just started to drop, because when this movie drops, and I will get to the end here in a bit, but my god, when it drops, it fucking drops, and I'm just trying to think what else I want to bring up before I get to the end, so here's another part, For as much as Kirk Cameron talks about, you know, well, like, you know, it's about Christmas and loving each other and da-da-da-da, there is no point. There is no point They address helping the poor. None. Absolutely none. It's, It's addressed at the beginning of the movie as far as him going, oh, like, you know, help your neighbor. That's it. No point is ever made about actually giving money to the poor, actually, you know, volunteering, anything in that vein. Never brought up never brought up at all, and it's just, it's one of those things, that where I just sit back, and go, wow, you do not get this, as someone who claims, to be a Christian, you're apparently, really fucking bad at it, because, that is a one on one, like, it just, it just blows my mind, and, I think that's the part, in particular, that I just went, my God, this is, this is a thing that exists, Kirk Cameron, kept, finding ways, in this movie, to go, you fucking suck, you're fucking terrible. There's this point where Christian opens a door and jumps and like dives in and slides on his on the floor because why wouldn't he? And and there's this point where it zooms out or it pans out and and he goes and Kurt goes, look, uh look under look at the presence under the tree it's a perfectly acceptable, uh, they're perfectly acceptable as a, as a reminiscent of the skyline of what New Jerusalem would look like, which I'm like, um, no, that's not how this works. First off is every single person in the world going to have that amount of presence to form a New Jerusalem skyline, which again is fucking absurd to even make that connection uh, Two. By that logic, it could be the skyline of Babylon or Rome. And you know what Rome and Babylon both really loved? Slavery! <laughs> There's no reason to make that analogy. And it just it just it's it's so absurd. It is so here's here's the last thing I'll say before I get to the thing that just broke my brain. Um Okay. <sighs> Kirk Gives the impression of someone for me who read part of the Bible like 15 years ago. That's what it feels like. But it really feels like he's got, got this the wrong way. And what I mean by that is instead of making his life fit more of what the Bible tells you, he's fitting the Bible more and fit his life. And Straight up, he's just making all these justifications for his selfishness and the concept of being selfish over and over again without double-checking because he's just being an asshole. And if there's something that the Bible contradicts what he's saying, he just goes ahead and admits it. And the other thing is, too, this comes across so condescending. It feels like he—as much as people give Tarantino shit for feeling like you're always going to film school— this this is bigger than Tarantino's ego, yeah. This this film, the way it is filmed, and the way that Kirk fe- clearly feels like he's a better Christian than whoever the audience is, it is just it's absurd how he how he goes ahead and just has this holier than now complex. It's it's really kind of incredible. Like he really is the villain in this shit. So just when I thought the movie couldn't get worse. Of course Christian goes in, walks to his uh walks to his wife and is like, you know, I've been a real jerk this year, you know, like like I love you and goes, you know, like, oh, it's Christmas and da-da-da. You know, it's about making things right. And so Christian goes, um, you know, you deserve so much better and da-da-da-da. Like he's being all sweet and he's like, Oh, I've been wanting to give you something for a long time. And so I remember sitting here watching, going, what the fuck? And then his wife drops the following line. She goes, what do you have in mind, Big Papa? And I remember going, oh my God, I want to be Paramore because I need brand new eyes after watching this fucking movie. This shit sucks. So, (coughs) pardon me. So, once she drops that horrendous line, what does Christian say? He says, uh, he goes ahead and goes, oh, I formed a hip-hop dance group, yes, that is right, he formed a hip-hop fucking dance group, and then him and his friends just start dancing in front of the Christmas tree while the camera goes, yeah, look at him go, look at him go, this, I'm going to be honest, as a person of color, I was offended by this shit. It is straight up because the black guy's right there, front and center, getting everybody, getting everybody hyphy, and I'm just sitting there going, I hate every single fucking person. If there's any time for uh for Jason Voorhees to show up, it should have been here. You know what? That's the only way this movie would have gotten even a passing grade. And because I had to sit through all this shit, I would have given it a C plus. If Jason just walked in or Michael Myers, you know what? Michael Myers, he'd be more vicious yeah, if Michael Myers just walked in and started stabbing them all, I'd be like, this is fucking incredible, C+, but sadly, no, I didn't get that, um, but the dance number, the dance number, it is so, it, I'm telling you, there are people on YouTube who are way better dancers, I think, I remember trying out Darren's dance grooves, I think I was better than about 85% of the people here, but of course they have the guy who can can break dance a little bit, like, oh, we're so official because we have someone who's rejected from Step Up like it's so cool right It's it's this shit this shit is fucking terrible it really is at the end of the day the part I think that makes me go that makes me even more upset is and, and I haven't reviewed it yet for the channel I will but when you think about Charlie Brown Christmas and how you think about how Charlie Brown was feeling like Christian feels in this movie the fact that Charlie Brown learns the correct message of, hey, it doesn't matter what possessions you have. As long as you're with people you love, that's what matters. This movie does not say that. This movie at the end flat out goes, I want you to break out your finest china, your finest butter, your finest food. It flat out is celebrating it's flat out celebrating materialism and commercialism. Um, he Kirk has the nerve to drop this line. He goes, "This is a celebration of an eternal God taking material body. Therefore, it's okay to value possessions on such a high level." Which is the dumbest fucking logic. So, it. it, it so here's another thing. The movie really points to the fact that you know, uh, materials, are that everything, so basically the film talks about how everything is the will of God, so, you know, if you have material things, that's a good thing, here's the problem with that, so, if everything's the will of God, if everything's the will of God, and nothing is in defiance of God, then everything is good, so if everything is, so, you know, you walk out and get hit by a car tomorrow, that's good, by that logic, um, The fact that the film goes because Jesus is material, it's okay to be materialistic. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. That is such a straw... That's not even a straw hat argument. That's like a straw headband argument. It's so ridiculous. Not the case here at all. And if you think about that with Charlie Brown, he would have been telling his sister to go ahead and ask Santa for more things then by this movie's logic. And that alone just made me go wow, fuck you in every way humanly possible, um, okay, I have nothing else to say, um, in case you didn't know, I, I hated this, um, (laughs) seeing these, seeing these people dance just with this attempted hip-hop Christmas shit, just, it, it, uh, I, I hate it so much, and seeing Kirk Cameron do the worm, was something, I was like, man, if there's ever worm to step on, it would be one right now, but, this shit is just, this is maddening, this was a genuinely maddening experience to me, this is not unplanned, thank God, but this is not far behind, Uh th- this is a terrible movie, and I wouldn't even tell people to watch this as a joke, I would tell people, it's on Amazon Prime Video, it's at a 1.4 out of 10, out of almost 15,000 reviews on IMDB, just put in perspective, I'll tell you right now, if I ever meet Kurt Cameron, I'm gonna tell me fucking sucks to his face, because this was one of the worst experiences of a film I've had in my life, and I'm not even joking, I had spread this out over three hours, basically, I was so fucking angry watching this the whole time, And just the glee and the pride that they have about this. Like, yeah, we're making something for the real Christians. Yeah, no. You're making something for selfish fucking assholes. And that's what every single person who is associated with this is. Except for the kids. They probably didn't know better. They probably thought they were going to go to Disneyland or some shit. And then they got tricked into this fucking shit. And they have the black guy do the splits. Like, yeah, I'm so hood. I'm so cool. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, this is a go fuck yourself to the highest degree, I, 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 yeah, yep, I'm done, fuck Cameron, I'm done, I'm done, don't watch this, if you, if you're morbidly curious, I would say turn off after 10 minutes, it's on Amazon Prime Video, you can watch it there for free, thank God, okay, I am done, thank you so much for listening, you can follow yours truly on the Twitter, at jhunterrealpineapple, you can follow Scott on Twitter, at the First. Uh, don't forget to like uh, our pages on Facebook. You can like us at Real at the Real Pineapple, pardon me, and you can like our gaming page at Real Pineapple Games. I'm gonna be streaming here soon. Haven't decided what I'm gonna stream, but I am gonna stream. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and rate us. You can find us on SoundCloud, Apple and Google Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify, Amazon Music, and TuneUp. At the real pineapple. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Please stay safe, take care of each other, wear a mask so we can all go back outside. We'll have reviews come up soon uh, for the real Holly series for Elf, which I am so excited to watch that. I, oh, I'm i so excited to watch Elf, uh, as well as Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, Batman Returns, and uh, Klaus. I'm going to review Klaus too. I'm really excited to, to watch that as well. But thank you so much, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.